0: Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Foolery starring Jerry Springer. Along with Gene Galvin and me, I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy and here he is, ladies and gentlemen, fresh off his commercial flight, man. Jerry Springer.
1: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I just feel sorry for you people. <laughs> oh man, it is. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the bottom, Jerry. Oh yeah, God, yeah. It's like when you're in a fast elevator or bungee jumping. Oh, bungee. I drop to the bottom so quick. Real quick. Oh yeah. Wow. What
2: they're referring to is Jerry's. Uh,
0: how do I put this?
2: His revenue stream has changed.
0: Plummeted. And so, <laughs> no, aren't we passing a hat here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's another hat. Jerry's busking for this show. Busking. So Jerry's
2: private plane is up on blocks or something. And
1: you sit on the runway forever and it,
2: it, other people. It's a whole... The rest of us are real excited to be on a commercial flight. I'm,
1: I'm just <laughs> happy to be going somewhere. And then when you're sitting up in first class, all these people have to walk by you. Yeah. I must be annoying.
2: <laughs>
1: God, you can't. Can't they let them in the back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an
0: idea. Um, why? This is why people don't like you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Add that to
3: the
0: list. Yeah. Yeah, we got it.
2: Uh, by the way, Megan Hills is back. Megan is sometimes yeah. with Ooh, us, sometimes not. We're I happy, know. Happy to have Thank Megan. You. Thank you. And she's sometimes not with us because her day job is HR work, and she's a trainer, and so she travels some. But we're very glad she's with us for a couple of weeks. And uh, by the way, uh, our band tonight is Wild Carrot. Yeah. We Whoa, love Wild local.
3: Carrot.
2: Woo. So you'll be hearing from them in a minute. Jerry also is going to talk about the ongoing drama of Brett Kavanaugh at the time of this recording He faces two days from today, we're recording this on Tuesday, the 25th. of September, my mom's birthday. Happy birthday to your mom. Mom. Happy birthday, mom. So two days from now, Brett Kavanaugh will will face uh, accusers (laughs) of uh, sexual assault. Um, By the way, Jerry, you really stepped up. I, I bitched the other night at a podcast that I have been, I'm just like a, a regular person. I'm a retired educator, Cincinnati Public Schools. I live a normal life. I'm like an average American. Why the <laughs> hell is it then am I picking up most of the checks when we're out somewhere and it comes time for the checks what? to be delivered? I've been grabbing most of them. You, so I bitched about it. Then you came to my home. I've never, ever been to any of your homes, There, of which there are six. I've never been on your airplanes <laughs> And yet, you came to my home, you sat at my table, you had a lovely dinner my wife prepared. Then, nice. damn, the other night, you, your wife, my wife, and I went out after Rosh Hashanah. Yes. And you did do some repenting on that day, oh, you confessed. On
1: Yom Kippur. Yom they, Kippur, yeah, they pardon me, Yom Kippur. But when I start to leave, the rabbi says, not so fast. You get yeah. back here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a chest. Why do I have down. to stay late?
0: Well, you are Jerry Springer. <laughs> So. so we
2: broke the fast with them, Megan. We went to this damn restaurant. I know what my meal costs because I kept looking for the real high price item. <laughs> I will tell you straight up, my <laughs> meal costs $100. Uh,
1: what? What did you oh, eat?
2: It did. It was 100 uh, well. No, uh, he's lying. <laughs>
1: no. He had a side salad and a water. Yeah, the, the salad was 100 <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I
2: am betting that meal, I bet that was... I'm going to guesstimate you, that cost you $600 for four people. Am I right? Not including the tip. Oh. Damn. It's just a
0: normal Impressive. Tuesday for Springer. Impressive. I, I give it to you. Uh, and we get to go to Skyline after this? Really appreciate yeah. that, Jerry. I got yeah. that.
2: <laughs> Megan, I got, got that, that check. Yeah, I got it. 27 I very smartly yeah. grab all the cheap uh, checks that come around. Jerry Springer uh, has done five... Thousand and still running
1: TV shows of the Jerry Springer. Are you TV kidding
0: shows. me? Five thousand. That is incredible. Are you like? St-
1: That's why I had to stay late in Temple. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Five thousand shows. Five thousand. Yeah. Yeah. How many of them do you remember?
1: <laughs> Have you not seen it? No. Oh, yeah. I know what <laughs> you're getting to. <laughs> no. this, and this is not a made-up story. So we're talking about that at dinner. With yeah. our wives, and we're talking about, yeah, 5,000 shows. Wow, That's that, incredible. Because now they're, now they're all running,
4: you it's know, you can see it show, twice right? a day. Check your local <laughs> listings. Yeah. No. Yeah. But
1: anyway, so they're running now, and it'll run for a whole bunch of years just because there's so many of them. But, so we're talking, and so one of us says to Mickey, oh, Jerry, you asked Mickey. You said yeah. Jerry's wife, Mickey. She's always, you know... My show, it's just not up her alley.
0: Because she's a classy lady. She is. She very is. Classy lady. She, is. Yep.
1: she thinks I sell insurance. I never told her I was <laughs> <laughs> I never told her I did a talk show. Didn't no, Gene, seriously, not joking around, asked her how we were talking about this show, and he says to Mickey, just this conversation, how many of those shows have you seen? Two. And all of a sudden, she's, you're close. Three. Yeah. She went like this with her fingers. She went, well, I saw the first one. Yeah. She says, three? She, how, how can you be married to me? Jerry. 45 years, and she's we've done 5,000 shows, and she's seen three? Jerry, when we were together... It was together, an outrage. <laughs> I, I, what, I mean, where's yeah. the
0: support? When we yeah. were together on the radio show, if you remember, Mickey called on a break after watching one of your shows. That was
1: one of the three. And she yeah. said,
0: no wonder people don't like you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: What she called, and she said, in the middle of a show, uh-huh. she said, oh, my God. I said, what are you talking about? She says, she took off her blouse. <laughs> yeah. I said, what are you talking about? She said, I just saw your show. Is this what they're complaining Is- about? <laughs> this was about 14 years mm, in. 14, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people
0: don't like you, Jer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Added it to the list. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, I hadn't watched them before. But that we did is our that show. really is
1: I can't imagine whatever you do in life that your spouse wouldn't
0: really? You can't though. Well maybe I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, hey. she really is. Mickey is a classy lady. She doesn't deserve
1: all the hunt. You know, uh... <laughs> 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 hey, have you, you've spoken to her lawyer apparently.
2: <laughs> Uh, I've had a few businesses that I've started in Ludlow, and I've mentioned them before. Ludlow City Bus Company <laughs> didn't last very long. It, it, great vision, While we're but, talking about successes success in life.
0: <laughs> Gene Galvin, ladies and gentlemen.
2: This one, <laughs> Megan, is a guaranteed hit. Let's hear it, Gene. It's a company called Stand Strong. Okay. Catfish Williams, owner of Folk School Coffee Parlor, and I have bought a warehouse in Ludlow. This property in Ludlow great place to come and there's still some deals if you know where to look so i found a warehouse stand strong is an idea that came from me watching the media coverage of hurricane florence sure which has happened on the east coast and the weather men and women wait for these hurricanes and it's there that they cut their teeth and build their reputations by uh being in storms where they literally can hardly stand up and they love that, uh-huh. they can't wait for that. They're like Gore Tex, everything you know, and they got their ball cap on backwards and they lean into the wind. <laughs> so, Stand Strong is a company where, and my wife Bonnie, who is a ballet teacher, is part of it mm-hmm. because she is all about the core. Yep, and we're going to train weather men and weather women to be able to stand what? with creating like a wind just tunnel. Just to
1: stop all of it. <laughs> the turbine fan. No, when you started telling this story, I'm talking about, you know, when there's a disaster hitting sure. your community, like Boston Strong, yep, or, yep. you know, the community stands strong with the people that have suffered We're using turbine. roads, and rivers,
2: and trails coming in with harnesses, mm-hmm. and we're going to turn on big turbines, We're going to turn off your mic, so is what we're going to
0: <laughs> And Bonnie's
2: going to teach them ballet so that they can find their core.
0: Like the gentleman who had the teenagers walking behind him when he was leaving. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So anyway, that company's called Stand Strong. So the website, it's up. You can go to standstrong.com and uh, come to Ludlow. You've never had your out.
1: own plane, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: Gene hasn't had his own car, I Jerry. I,
1: don't, I, don't, I don't, <laughs> don't see this huge business success. No, no,
0: his business plans are not usually the most successful. Hey,
2: uh, <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh is hmm. the Republican nominee. They put his, him forward as a Supreme Court justice, and we're about to face, we're past the hearings. Now we're going to have a unique hearing on Thursday with one, now I think maybe the second accuser is coming, by the way. Do I have that right? I thought I caught that late today. Uh, what's your take on how that all is playing out will play out, Jerry?
1: Well, the first thing I should say is that most people that listen to this podcast don't listen live. So by the time you hear this a week from now, it's possible that much of this has already been resolved one way or the other but whichever way it's resolved, there's some things which come to mind. I think what we're dealing with here are competing values. On the one hand, there's the value that, well, just in in case there's someone that doesn't know what's going on, um, uh, Brett Kavanaugh has been nominated by the president uh, to uh, fill the vacancy of Kennedy on the Supreme Court and it is generally believed—in fact, no one believes anything differently, to be honest— is that if he he gets confirmed for the Supreme Court, that that will give a solid 5-4 majority to the very conservative wing of the the Supreme Court. And since they always vote in a block, which is another issue we'll deal with on another day, but, um, you know, cases such as Roe v. Wade, et cetera, and women's rights, and a whole bunch of civil rights issues— that they could go by the wayside, they could be overturned with this new appointment. And so it's a very big issue. Now, he's all of a sudden, so they had the hearings, and it looked like, because the Republicans are in the majority, it looked like, as long as they can hold on to all their 51 senators, that Kavanaugh would be confirmed. And as a result, the Supreme Court, for the next 30 years or whatever, or for a long, long time, will be a right-wing court, and that is obviously scary to those of us of a more liberal bent and certainly scary to women and various other uh, other groups. So after those hearings, there is, it now comes out, or the last day of the hearing, it, it comes out that this woman is uh, alleging that she was uh, sexually assaulted by um by the nominee back when they were in high school. He was 17 at the time, um, she was 15, and she says that at some party he grabbed her, brought her into a room, locked the door with his buddy, and tried to rip her clothing off, and held her, held her down and covered her mouth, and eventually she got away. Um, but this obviously was a sexual assault, is, is what she's alleging. So here are the competing values uh, on this issue. On the one hand, we believe is in the presumption of innocence. We believe that because one person says you did something, you don't lock that person away. That in our system, you're innocent unless there is proof beyond a reasonable doubt of your guilt. And that's very much a part of the American system of justice. And it's a very fair system. So we don't start putting people away when there's just no evidence of it. Someone has a grudge against you. They don't like you. They just, you know, and for years, it obviously was happening to uh, African Americans, particularly in the South. You know, people would just say, oh, he, he raped that white woman and let's lynch him. And uh, so there's that value that we understand. Wait a second. Someone is saying, you know, even though those of us may not want Kavanaugh on the court because we don't like his views and what the Supreme Court is going to be like with him on it, On the other, there is that view that, wait a second, if 35 years ago you are accused of doing something and there's no evidence of it, you know, is that by itself – A reason to throw him you know deny him the court that's the one value we think about and everyone thinks about that regardless of where you stand it's like gee I wish someone had some evidence of this on the other side we have the value that we're talking about the Supreme Court of the United States a lifetime appointment this is not just what's at issue here is not anyone going to jail it's not anyone losing their job It's not anyone that's going to be fined. We're not taking away anyone's freedom. This is a case of is this the kind of person you want to the highest judicial office in the land to make judgments about the rest of the citizenry? You're entitled, we're entitled to have other standards for that. We don't need to prove beyond a reasonable doubt because we're not taking away this person's freedom or sending him to jail. We just want to know we'd like someone sitting on the Supreme Court where there's no question, not just about his competence, about his intellectualism, but also about his values, about his character, about his honesty, things like that. And we're entitled to make judgments about that. So those are the two competing values. Now, What gets buried, both values get buried, in the partisanship of this. This is a political issue, let's be honest. The Republicans would like to rush it through the nomination. Why? Because they still have the majority by one. And in November, it's possible, with this blue wave, it's possible the Republicans will lose the majority, and therefore they may not be able to get a right-wing conservative on the Supreme Court. So they're trying to rush this through. They don't want to delay And the Democrats, to be honest, want to stall, because it's possible the Democrats will get the majority and then they'll be able to sit in judgment about who the president nominates and get clearly someone who's more of a moderate, not as conservative, not as right-wing as as, uh, Kavanaugh. So both parties have a political agenda here beyond the two values that I talked about. I also think there's a constitutional issue because the Constitution says the United States Senate has to advise and consent on a presidential nominee for the Supreme Court, give their advice and consent. Well, I would argue, and maybe it's even worth a legal case if it gets to that, that the consent has to be substantive. What I mean by that is that in our system of laws, a child, for example, can't give his or her consent Because we don't believe that a child has the judgment or the intelligence yet or whatever to make a reason, to give reasonable consent. So you can't say that when you grab a 14-year-old girl, well, she said I could. Okay, we laughed that out of court. Can't do that. Obviously, someone that has a mental disability um, can't give a consent. Do you notice when someone pleads guilty in a court of law? Do you notice how the judge always says in taking the guilty plea, the judge will say, before I accept your guilty plea, before I accept you consenting to pleading guilty, do you understand what's at stake here? Do you understand what the consequences are? Do you understand that you could go to prison, that you could give up freedom, that you could lose a lot of money? Do you understand what you're pleading guilty to? When you consent... in a court of law, it has to be substantive. And I am saying, in these hearings, if the committee doesn't hear from the other witnesses, they don't get all the information that they need to make a substantive consent of him to the Supreme Court. So you can't have a hearing and say, we're not going to listen to any, any of this new evidence. We're not going to let the FBI investigate, because then your consent doesn't mean anything. It's one thing to have the hearing, hear from all the witnesses, and then if you make the judgment that you're going to confirm him anyway, fine, but you heard all the evidence. If you don't hear all the evidence, your consent means nothing, so the Constitution has been violated. I'd like to see that as a possibility in terms of a challenge if he gets confirmed. One other thing. I think the Republicans are fooling themselves if they believe they can just ram this through. And the reason I'm saying that, if they ram him through without an investigation, and I'm not saying, I don't know if he did it. I mean, I really don't. And look, people do make up stories. So it's possible. So I'm not even, I'm not sitting in judgment. I don't know any of the evidence. But if the Republicans ram this through without an investigation and without hearing from their witnesses, then people are going to get so angry, let's be honest, that, you know, virtually every woman in America is going to, and many, what I would argue, man with fair judgment, they're going to get so upset that the Democrats are going to win in November. They may win anyway. But they're clearly, if this goes through— Wow. Who's going to stay home and not vote on this one? So now the Democrats get control of Congress. And they're favored to get control of Congress anyway, not necessarily the Senate, but Congress. Well, did you think about that? If the Democrats, angry at what happened, get control of Congress, that means that every committee in Congress is chaired by a Democrat, which means that they can now hold investigations on anything they want. They will have an investigation, even if he's already on the Supreme Court. They will call for an investigation on everything that happened. They will have subpoena power. They will subpoena all the witnesses. They will call for the FBI or whatever organization to investigate. And then the evidence will all come out under oath. They can compel these witnesses. They subpoena them, and they compel them to tell the truth under threat of perjury. So all of a sudden... We are finally going to find out. And then, if he's innocent, innocent. End of story. But if they did find something, and he was lying under oath to get to be on the Supreme Court, the Demons will uh, impeach him immediately. The Repubs would still have to vote him out, but they'd be in a hard position. If under the investigation it came out that these things did happen— it'd be pretty hard to keep him on the Supreme Court because every decision the court made then you know, would be tainted. So I think <clears throat> if I'm advising the Republicans, and obviously they're not asking me for advice, but if I were, I'd say it's in your interest, Republicans. Get it out of the way now. You will pay a much, because believe me, if Kavanaugh withdraws, they'll nominate another conservative So it's not like they're giving up their philosophy, but you might as well find a conservative that has no cloud. But if they push this through, they will pay. If Kavanaugh did something wrong, they will pay for it. They're crazy to push this through. Thank
0: you, Jerry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as Jean spoke about at the top of our program this evening, we have Wild Carrot with us. And this is Pam and Spencer, and you guys are from the greater Cincinnati area, correct? We are. Excellent. So you started out um, on WNKU, is that correct?
3: Um, Well, I started out playing music, and they started playing our music. And so, as a way to give back, I started volunteering and little by little they kept giving me more responsibility and later you know before I knew it I had a career in radio and I was there for about 18 years before they went off the air a year year exactly a year from this coming um Friday so yeah um
0: well yeah it's very sad NKU was a it really did a great job of uh, local radio and they fantastic programming and we do miss them in the area we do still have WVXU and um we have some other local programming but uh we're excited to have you here this evening how did you two come to play together
4: well we met through the the queen city balladeers um, okay i was booking the the coffee house and pam showed up for an open mic and that's where we first met that was back in the early 90s and uh she went away in the peace corps and uh but whenever she was around we would get together and work on music and so it's, it's been a long relationship.
0: Long relationship. Very cool. Well, we're very excited to have you. The first song this evening is called The Power of a Pancake
1: Breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds
4: delicious. <laughs> Where did this, this song come from? Pam wrote this one. Mm-hmm. This came out of out of a driveway moment. Now, I imagine most of you know what that is. It, certainly, if you're an NPR listener, mm-hmm. if you're in your car and there's a, a story or a song and you, you have to see it through. You, yep. You're in your driveway, but the story's not over, the song's not finished, and you need to stay for it. Well, there was a segment they used to do called This I Believe. Uh-huh. And, uh, I remember Pam This Pam was I listening to one of those segments. and um, I cried. She cried. We have have a rule that if she cries over a song, we have to uh, learn it over over a story, something like that. She has to write a song about it. That's a good rule. So that's what this, it gives me my free time.
3: (laughs) A lot of irons in the fire with that one, yeah. So I took this woman's story on this, I believe, and basically set it to music. So the story, the song tells the story, so we'll just play it. It's called The Power of a Pancake Breakfast, and, you know, if you want to sing along... Watching online, it's I. Th- I believe, I believe, I believe, pretty hard, in the power of a pancake breakfast. That's your part. That's your part. You mm-hmm. I'll bit. help you. Wildcat. <laughs> <out. laughs> well, okay. My name is I- Regulars and 9 to 5 At first it was a job, you know Just a little stepping stone Till I got my feet back on the ground Never thought I'd turn a life around Well, he was at a table in the back Nursing coffee black How much for just one breakfast taco? I'd never served just one I said, I don't know His dirty clothes and empty eyes They broke me up So I lied, I messed up this order, gonna throw it away unless you want it. There's no charge today, no charge. I no. thing.
0: that is Wild Carrot. Where can we find you online? Oh, wildcarrot.net and uh, Wild carrot music on
3: all the, you know, usual suspects the out usual there. Suspects. So yeah, we've got a brand new record out and that song's
0: on it. So Very, yeah. very cool. What's the name of your record? The new, uh, the new one's called Between the Darkness and the Light. Excellent. Yep. All right. Wild Carrot, ladies and gentlemen, and Thank if you me. would please take us out on Down by the Riverside with one Mr. Jerry Springer jumping in there.
3: Oh, yeah. heavy lawn down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. By the riverside. I'm going to lay down my
0: heavy lawn down by the riverside. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in my local town. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at jerryspringer.com.
1: Gordon Shield, down, down by, by the riverside, riverside. down